0: This
1: is for, you no guys, 48. We need to demand an audit. Okay, we need to audit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're have to when do you that guys figure it out, would you make sure and let our cons- customer know? I thought one, yeah, know, I know, know. We lost our yeah. listener. We lost
1: our listener.
0: <laughs> we have Nadine <Maggie> Mazin, <laughs> who is still taxing. I That's am not. <laughs> <laughs> he will not me. There's no evidence to that. No. So uh, Nadine was with us on our prior podcast in 2012. Was it 2012? I was going to ask what year. And and we did what else? We did. Oh, you know what we did. You know who was there? Is um, the guy you saw in the, in the Randall? Airport, Randall. Well, no, it was not only the podcast that we yeah, did
3: guy. We, no. I like that. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, I think about we it. just saw two weeks ago. Oh, yes. Yeah. Awesome. So introduce yourself. Okay. In I'm Nadeem Mazen. I'm a former Cambridge City Councilor, um, founder of Jetpack, a, a nonprofit that trains underserved minorities and Muslims to community organize and run for office across the country, um, and the founder of Nimblebot and Danger Awesome, which are this hands-on uh, co-working space and my continuing um, ten-year now uh, design firm, which does interactive design, software, apps. Um, at nimblebot.com, and I put all that aside, including most of my political life, to start now something called Fabric, um, which is a social network that does not take advantage of you. We just had a pretty great funding round in uh, Asia, and so I spent two months in Asia, and we are are doing a lot of community development and software. And who's
0: the guy on your right? Oh, yeah. Not you. You The
3: other right.
2: Oh, hi. <laughs> um, well, I I missed the last podcast that was uh, Nadim was in, but uh, yeah, you were just yeah. a baby then. Yeah, you were very young. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So anyway, so my name is Mick Williams, and I'm the president and founder of Boston Harbor Angels, a Boston based angel group. Who's the guy who panelizes and has a voice like mine?
1: That's probably you, <laughs> self-describe, go ahead, You <laughs> and introduce yourself. I'm Dave Pausner, I'm a lawyer, an IP lawyer here in Boston. And I'm Mark Thurman, I don't know what the hell I do, but you, I'm here. You drive a Tesla. I do drive a Tesla, and it's, do it, <laughs> so you talk about danger awesome? Scratch out danger, it's just awesome.
3: Oh, okay.
1: And I parked in the EV slot over in the lot
3: right there, and it's awesome. Okay. I find the market.
1: So tell us about the new business.
3: Okay, so I've, I've given you a lot in a very short period of time. Hopefully that's all Can we just history. ask a
2: couple questions before you go into that? Yeah, yeah. How were you funded before, by angel investors or...? You mean the
0: other
3: business? Yeah, the Most other business. of my businesses have, have been self-funded. I've in some way gotten some clients to pay for my crazy ideas. Uh, my friend Ali and I did a, a viral music video for Grammy Award winning band OK Go. Uh, oh that's right that funded much did of, you, did you did do the, the treadmill one. one no 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 I no. don't if we did like the crazy ones we did like a very low-key one that went viral first on MySpace, then on YouTube okay. got credit for me knowing that you know who okay go was these two guys good are like you. whatever no no good for you I mean even my sister's generation have forgotten who yeah. okay go was <laughs> um, they were a, a, a three or four year blip and got a Super Bowl ad and all right that. but but I've had some crazy times guys I drove from England to China after undergrad and, and a biotech paid for for it right. and they they you know I did animations so they got some value but they put yeah, there's is, is there some
1: water in between
3: There's a we took a channel a, a, a you went through do- the channel. Do- Dover to Calais we took a, a ferry across the
1: channel Did you answer Mick's
0: question
3: <laughs> uh, I, I will I will get there so 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 the question overall is how did you fund it and the answer is hmm. uh, right how do you how do you fund these things and the answer for most of these is that I've had to pitch crazy ideas and try to get big budgets. And for the most part, that has worked on everything we've tried to do, um, whether it's calling friends out of the Black Book for... City, well, you going to do it again. Council. That's the big...
2: Are you going to do it again exactly the way you did it before?
3: So the, ne- the next thing I should explain what it is and how we funded it. Yes. It, okay. It, it, yeah. it's, it's a... Um, it's a social network where users own their own data, where if users want to accept ads, they control the nature of the ads and they make the money for it themselves. Right.
1: So I want pizza ads or I want... Which whatever. creates
3: alignment between the advertiser and the user and oh. ostensibly goes beyond beyond just blasting people with more and right. more ads. Instead, creates creates some kind of immersive ad environment. Yeah. I'm gonna talk to you about my product. If you already own my product, I'm not gonna advertise it to you anymore, but I will ask you to evangelize it. Makes sense. Okay. The future of advertising in some sense. And so that's what it is, user-owned, focused on developers. It has a cryptocurrency component. We believe the future of social media requires financial incentive, and in some case, very tiny financial incentives. Right. Take 5 cents to click on this, or take 25 cents because I sold it for a dollar and you helped. Right, it's subscription content. So I can I can share thing
2: coins in my wallet. Nick still doesn't get this. No, no, no. I, I, I think it's, it seems like it seems like here. if you can control your information, you need a blockchain, some type of blockchain you software to do that. Yeah.
3: You got, well, it's because it's user owned. It makes sense that it would be. You know, people may not know what blockchain is, but we're basically talking about a user owned decentralized system. We're talking about something where if it's user owned, then the data shouldn't ultimately. Lie in the hands of a major corporation.
0: What's compelling about this? What why would this be compelling to on top of all the other social networks, which at least for us is Facebook and LinkedIn and yet there's billions of others. Yeah. Why would this why would I spend time in in uh log into, if you will or go to this world?
3: I think, well, we talk a lot to content, key opinion leaders uh, and content creators and influencers. Mm -hmm. So when you talk to these folks, they are, you know, there's 450,000 influencers on YouTube at the middle class and the lower class of influencers. People in the upper class of influencers are making the top 3% on YouTube, are making less than minimum wage. Can you just imagine what people who slave over their content and are at the lower end of things are making, they're making pennies. And they'd love to make dollars. Not a lot of dollars, just right. spending money. And they'd love to be able to reinvest in their followers. They do it for love of the game. And they're just shut out of so many things. They're but isn't that
0: Adam Smith? Wasn't of, that, is, is, isn't an Adam Smith? This is Peter Thiel.
3: No, Peter Thiel shut them out. Peter Thiel said, if you can form an, a monopoly, I'll invest in your business, and you can control Silicon Valley and American... Uh, capitalism will be asleep at the wheel. We can have feudalism instead of capitalism. And if a few data giants own the entire interface and your data and your access to your own data, then you'll never get the information you need to succeed. So spell out then, so what I what I hear you saying is that YouTube um,
0: puts its uh, thumb on the scales when it comes to, so on the one hand there's Adam Smith who says if your content is any good, people will listen, they'll make their way there, right. and they will listen and you'll get your just rewards, and yeah. pennies and dollars and thousands of dollars. Um, but you're
3: saying that Peter Thiel and or the others are putting their thumb on that scale. Yes. Wow. Let's do two things in, in just very quick order. How we funded it? Oh. We we went to Asia and we um, uh, essentially listed our cryptocurrency just a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago on a South Korean exchange. That cryptocurrency now has cash value. Mm-hmm. Um, Non-U.S. buyers can buy it now through some regulatory footwork and SEC compliance efforts, Americans will be able to buy it in a year. And um, in the meantime, that means of funding is is quite lucrative from the perspective of of a tech company that would otherwise be going for three or five or 10 or even $50 million, but giving up a lot of equity. We've given up no equity. And expect to raise, you know, in the next several months, uh, enough to to be going for, you know, several years.
0: What's the is the currency uh, translate to a token that's worth something on this system, or is
3: that That's right. I think you're understanding cryptocurrency maybe more than the average American, but but the basically bear. the average bear. Or in your case, the average four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you got to you got to you got to kind of you know toss in a few barbs here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So keep going.
0: Yeah, it's it's a,
3: oh, it's a token. It's an it's ERC a token. twenty uh, token that will be converted into a mainnet coin, essentially. Um, this is our primary funding mechanism. We believe that a hybrid model, where you go to venture capitalists and you say, okay, on paper, you know, on paper our, our token economy now is worth five hundred million dollars or something. Um, I should say, by the way, at the outset for for this um, f- for this. Matter. We're not marketing this token in the U.S. People should not think about it something this. This buying. is not an offer to solicit. No, this, is this is not, not an offer to solicit. Yeah. In fact, in yeah, fact, it's yeah. not something that Americans can participate in right, at all. Right. right. It's just informational. No, and probably in, in, nobody anywhere can mm-hmm. participate. All office. fifty of our listeners won't. The mm-hmm. only people who can participate really are know. non-Americans, and the idea of participating we, in, in we the We have future. a lot
0: of them as as uh, audience. We think <laughs> we in do in
2: our minds. At any okay. rate,
0: this is not an offer. We got three
2: dudes in What do you call your currency? FAM? FAP Like a fam four. How many fabs do you have around right. your neck right now on that little chip?
3: This is not a chip. This is my friend um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> has nine thousand designs in Somerville. Oh, she makes lovely, oh, well, I thought it was a chip. <laughs> no, she makes lovely little oh, right. <laughs> laser cut jewelry. That's cool. Um, at any rate, with all these caveats with all these caveats aside, right. there is That'd a offer. way. To, there is a way to to fund um, up, you know up and coming tech companies. that's non dilutive. Uh, it does involve. Um, uh, engagement of non-U.S. audiences. And uh, I think that it's, it should be something that tech companies look into when they have a, a democratizing or um, uh, fintech bet.
0: When you offered this uh, currency slash token, yeah. um, and I didn't mean so much the protocol for the token, but um, it, whether it was a utility token, that is in the end, will it entitle the owner to something? Or is this... Um, when you offered it, what, what may be compelling other than right. people in general so have too a, much money? Now, and and your, your yeah. question. I just not want to have
3: two questions Sorry. at the same Nick time. Okay, mean. jump in then. <laughs> the third
1: all, all, all I want to say is a shout out to our former co-host, Ziad, blockchain. who would say the word blockchain, blockchain. In every podcast because he thought <laughs>
3: the word blockchain should be uttered. So, Ziad, <laughs> this one's for you. It's fun to, fun to say. <laughs> uh, I mean, think, think of how social media works today. It is not a democratic system. Right. It is it's a very strange system with perverse incentives and if you have a chance go watch The Great Hack on Netflix mm-hmm. um, by the same director who did The Square um, about Tahrir Square revolution in Egypt um, but uh, it's major and it's looking at the hack of the American de- democratic mm-hmm. system by foreign influences and, and by Cambridge Analytica and others. Mm-hmm. Facebook and LinkedIn have, have some weird incentives. Facebook has an incentive to show you unsatisfying content. They want to show you as much content as possible that is unsatisfying, interesting but unsatisfying. You will scroll through it, knows your interests, you search for something, it wants to give you something that's almost good enough, and then you just keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. The more you scroll, the more ads you view. And in fact, it's it's been shown and proven and discussed in the academic literature um, that the more they can give you things that will keep you attached but are intrinsically un- unsatisfying, the m- the more money they will make. This is
0: the complement to the the call scroll. The the grease and salt in a potato chip, so that stimulates an appetite right. because it tastes so good. Right. This is in a sense just the opposite of that, but has the same effect. Right, and it's, it. It's, it looks like I wanted it, but it wasn't quite enough, so let me look for more. It's
3: similar. It's like a little bit of a dopamine hit, and, and okay. the reward yeah. system is very predictable in that way. Okay. Um, and this was
0: the topic of the New York Times was into this uh, last uh, week. The there week are before.
3: articles almost everywhere, yeah. that's really it's crazy if you're now. looking for it. Yeah. Right. So, um, keep going. so keep going. LinkedIn has another weird perverse incentive, right? They have a perverse incentive not to match a job seeker with a job ad. Yeah. Because when they match the job seeker to the job You're ad, done. effectively they won't get the job ad revenue. Right. Oh, and the job seeker will, will use LinkedIn less. These are very strange incentives. This is not capitalism at work. A competitor at low barriers to entry in any strict capitalist regime should come in and say, this is not good for the consumer. This is not good for the job producer. I'm going to make a competitor. And all of these people are going to flow over here. There's switching costs. There's no perfect information. There's corporations that play dirty. There's no antitrust law in the United States. There's investors who go out and say, specifically, I want to undermine capitalism like Peter Thiel. Mm-hmm. I
0: mean
3: so this taking is crazy the, taking this podcast
0: as an example. This is a humble podcast with almost no value. Uh, we have almost humble? speak hum- for yourself okay we have almost no <laughs> listeners so the system worked for us. but you're saying that if we were actually any better there's a chance that we still wouldn't get anywhere.
3: Yeah I would say media conglomerates definitely get more than proportional attention
0: okay and and so what you're saying is the thumb on the scale um, is that the powers that be in each of the respective networks promote the things that get their audience to watch more listen more and thereby it's more dwell time
1: that's more dwell time and that gets them money not because of the content that uh, us mortal souls... Not the quality of the content, it's the quantity of the content. And what you're saying is... No,
0: that draws them in. I'm saying that in the end, Peter Thiel, nobody makes any money off this podcast. We certainly don't. and Nor does any network, which in our case is Squarespace and Apple. They don't make money off this, but Apple, or in your case, YouTube, or the case of yours an example, YouTube, etc. They make money not through this content, but by promoting ads on the side. So they pretend they're promoting content generated by users, but you're saying in point of fact they're just keeping your eyeballs glued so that when they put ads from people who pay them on, that's right. they're consumed. And that's the whole point?
3: Well I mean that maybe I think I think that's demonstrably the whole point. I think what's even more insidious is they have so many data points on your behaviors, yes. they now can also listen to your microphone, right? So they are also they have like real life behavior correlated to your online behavior. They probably know more about you than you know about yourself from a consumption perspective. Yeah. So they can target you when you're vulnerable. You may be thinking to yourself, I should see what's online. But what their algorithm is thinking to itself is this person's sad. This person needs to see images of human beings. When this person sees images of human beings consuming things, they will want to consume those things as well. Hashtag minority
2: Are you actually <laughs> saying we may have more listeners than we know?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know what, but what they're listening for
1: is stuff that you know, they're not going to hear in Yeah, I'm
3: not sure they can. I think
1: all of our listeners listen to the podcast and are sad. So how do you <laughs> fix this?
3: I think you fix it by... Um, giving people control over a lot of the levers in an uncomplicated way. So I know that when I search for you know, squash videos on YouTube, I have a very specific type of thing I want to see. And if I can search for a sports video or something and get what I like, I want to see more of that thing. And, and the current algorithms are fairly good at that. But they're better at showing things that, for example, have ads accrued to them for their own income than totally honoring what I want to see. If I had control over that switch, I would use it.
0: And I'm sorry, so how would you, what would this switch allow you to do?
3: If I could see only content that, if I could see only the best content, and I didn't have to see the content that YouTube wanted me to see. YouTube wants me to see more ad-driven content than simply high-quality content. If I had control over that switch, I would appreciate it. And what would define high-quality? It could be many things, and so that's what I'm saying. I want to have control over that switch. I also want to have control over that definition. I could say these five people define what should be recommended to me. Or I could say anything with this word should define.
0: So let's jump ahead. The incentive for LinkedIn Facebook, YouTube, et cetera, is ad revenue. Are you going to make this a uh, philanthropic effort where you generate your money using cryptocurrency um, and use that to fund a network for the social good?
3: Well, kind of. I think, I think what we're doing here is creating value and using the cryptocurrency as an exchange of value, so that people can transmit um, essentially incentive between one another. Our participation in that is only insofar as we are the the foundation is the progenitors of it, But, but really we're participants in the ecosystem. And the rewards for us are the same as the rewards for everyone else. If you increase the users on the system, you get rewarded. If you make the functioning of the processing side, rendering data, facilitating, the actual working of the system, you, you get rewards. So
0: all these rewards are, are in the form of these tokens or cryptocurrency, and whether you buy them and inject it.
3: So cash, some of them are rewards based on the cryptocurrency which is an exchange of value. Some of them are based on um, powers uh, within the system. OK. Um,
0: Right, yeah, it's monitoring what's going on. But but the point is then to get people to cooperate in a community to inject real cash through cryptocurrency sales when necessary. And then in the end, if Mark or we want to publish content on it, to do that we would need, I assume, would we need some cryptocurrency or some tokens? I see what you're saying.
3: In the early days, um, you know, I won't talk about... I I won't, and probably was mistaken to talk earlier about um, essentially Regulation S offerings. I'm not really talking about. I mean, your question is how did you fund it? How we funded it is complex and wasn't exactly right. But I can talk in the general. Yes. Our attempt is to take uh, an ERC-20 tokens. Uh, uh, the general space is selling tokens to people outside of the United States. And now there's been a few uh, folks in the cryptocurrency space who have done what's called a Reg A-plus offering. And this offering essentially says this thing is a security, but it doesn't have to be owned only by wealthy folks. And these securities can be distributed either for free or at a cost to Americans. And when this is done, this is not only a means for folks like Blockstack or Ustream to raise money. But it also puts these tokens in the hands of their American users for use. On okay, market. but stepping away from that, which I'll
0: argue is a lot of legal related issues. Mm-hmm. In the end, if we think back to the Flintstones, you know, which you know, because in a sense you've got these. If, is that what these things are going on? The Flintstones and
1: how these clamshells. I think it's simpler than that. Because again, you so know, was know, he, you exchanging clamshells? You're time? involved in the you know the structural aspects right now, or you're describing structural aspects. At the end of the day, yeah. to join this social media platform platform. You get something. You get get something probably for free. Right. Okay. And and then you can accrue credits, which can be used in different ways. The credits are the tokens. The credits are the the tokens. tokens. And you can
0: invest in a So we don't call it investment. You can share them. You can
1: divide them between people based on stuff. So
0: again, it goes back to my model of it, which is what... Um, Nadim is saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, which is most things in this society can't get off the ground for nothing because it costs money to run a building to run a building to have the heat and everything else. So you made an offering in countries where it was permitted, all sort of legal issues. You brought in hard currency. Um, you're using that hard currency to build an infrastructure, and people can. Think of that hard currency. I'm sorry. The, the, people can think of the tokens as an investment, but that's not the shtick that we care about now. What we think of is those things are tokens that allow you it's
1: to see things on the network. Here's, what, here's my cut. The, yeah. the same fuel that he financed the company little yes. sips of that fuel can be used to use the platform yes. and to and yes. get your friends and get okay. things that are interesting to you and you share little bits of fuel. Yes, that's right. Right. We're, basically,
3: yeah, yeah. Got, we're basically okay. testing this in Asia over the next year oh, okay. and then looking for ways that we can introduce this to the global community in such a way that right. we don't um, actually engage in any type of selling efforts or distribution that's efforts. Right.
0: So what is yeah. the incentive? So now I'm sitting in Seoul, South Korea thinking, well, I can go on to Facebook, I can go on to YouTube, or I can go on to this other platform, why would I go on to this other new platform? Right,
3: back to your original question, the reason I brought up these perverse incentives is, and and I began to answer it from the perspective of influencers and content creators, is that these folks at the bottom of the pyramid are making almost no money, they have a tremendous number of followers even at the bottom, tens and hundreds of thousands, maybe not millions, but in aggregate, 450,000 people with 10,000 followers each is a bonkers that's chunk of like, the population. Yeah. It's like the internet using population of the world. So, you, you know, um, you basically have this situation where the people with, with their fingers on the dial yeah. of internet culture are not making any money. They only want to make a little bit more, and they would like a system where they have control over more levers. And they may want to control those levers themselves. Or they may want to have someone else they trust control those levers, but they don't trust you too.
0: Okay, so you're going to remove not the middle man, but the big man at the top. The yes. big man at the top is the is the woman or the guy who puts his thumb on the scale and, and twists the incentives so that in point of fact, the real content is getting no no reward, the reward is going to the big man at the top who runs ads. That's right. You're removing that and democratizing it through foundation.
3: And, that's right. And, and we basically say that there's two things that are going to blow people's minds. For whatever reason, privacy isn't blowing people's minds. They're like, oh, the government's reading my text and at and going to get immunity? Okay. You know, the... Uh, the, the um, you know, uh, corporations read my private messages, my intimate messages, like all of these things. It's the new
1: generation. This no problem. Problem. Well, this Thanks is here. back to the Scott Neely, the founder, one of the founders of Sun, saying everybody needs to know that there is no privacy.
3: Right, yeah. But and there it could have
1: been, but there's not. But it doesn't matter, so, so you're, you're not yeah. worrying about that.
3: We're but not necessarily worrying, but we're saying that that's going to add fuel to the fire. People are taking this stuff in and don't know about that they have an alternative. People are frustrated. And that analog here is that people are frustrated with politics, but don't know how to change it. Yeah. But when something does change it, this, this thing that's been happening with privacy is going to really add some fuel to the fire. And the thing that is going to change it is that people don't realize that their products are bad. People don't realize that Facebook is just a We film. realize our product is bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no no sorry, users don't realize how bad Facebook is because oh. of the lack of competition. You have to have millions of users before you can compete with Facebook. So yeah. no one competes with Facebook on quality of content people compete with facebook on can i get as many users and the answer is no so no one compares to facebook in terms of a better interface because you wouldn't even know about that right interface. how about youtube okay,
2: but if you, yeah, if you right. go back to square one and the reason we can watch a football game or watch a news broadcast or whatever is because it's advertiser-supported. Right. And we make the choice to say, okay, I'll put up with the ads and watch a football game. It's not listener-supported like NPR? <laughs> but, well, that's yeah, still know. putting up with ads. It's have you ever heard the ads flavor. on NPR? <laughs> oh, no, I don't think they have. Any ads. They tell me they don't right after they tell me i discount tire. Yes. <laughs> Right. Anyway, so I guess I so. There, there are some basic costs, as we alluded to earlier. How are those to set up the infrastructure? Do that? How is it going to be take place? This cryptocurrency. There has to be something to make it a currency. It has to have value. It has to have scarcity. It has to have certain things. So, why are those people putting money in? Are they altruistic, or are they? Are they just? Where are we?
0: I think to try to say this simply, um, the the people participate in the, if, if Nadim is able to build an ecosystem which exchanges cryptocurrency for content without the big man at the top, um,
2: bringing in uh, which, money. Uh, that's a example. great idea. Okay, no, 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 but then
0: they now get rewarded as many tokens slash coins as they deserve in accord with an Adam Smith-based model and not in accord with a Peter Thiel-based model. Then they can walk out the door of a nice podcast room like this with concrete walls think, and they can take I think your you're cryptocurrency. boiling the ocean. No, they can take your cryptocurrency and exchange it for real cash among the rest of the population that doesn't care. Now they've got money.
1: I think it's even simpler. This is social media rep three. Yeah, you had, you know AOL and MySpace and all that you know Rev One stuff, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. That's Rev Two. This is Rev Three, where the users. I, I you, did leave your mic off. By the thank way. you. Where the users uh, users in control of what ads they get, they're actually actively uh, participating in them selling their their eyeball, in a sense. Oh, right, way right,
3: correct, correct, oh, right, oh. right, 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 right. See, same. I got it. They're,
1: I, they're, they're eyeball whores.
3: Well, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm less lesors. Yeah, well, I mean, I would say, it, you know, if you're going to be watching something, right? It, it, if perhaps, in partial answer to your question, you're right that the the, the Mic on. I was right. Mark was right. Just round of applause. The traditional, the traditional <laughs> viewer is out, of media is right, once a day, puts a day. up with ads, but doesn't have a choice. They don't really right. have a choice. they want to watch the show, the question isn't what ad should I watch? The question is, did I really want to watch it or not? But in in this new model, you can say, I want to watch the content and I want to watch the ad and I want them both to be good. Or I want to watch the content and I want to pay for it out of pocket and I don't want to watch the app.
0: All using this funny money that's which also converts in the real world through the investment Well, I mean, function. let's let's
3: call it, instead of going through all of that, let's just call it a means of exchange of value. Yeah. And let's mention assiduously that we're only using it and testing it in Asia and not right. for American audiences. Not, uh, for offered, <laughs> not being offered
2: for sale. I don't want to watch any... I don't want to watch any ads, but I want all the fun stuff. So what, do I break down the system? You want, sorry, all which fun stuff? I want to watch all the fun stuff, but I don't want to watch any ads. So now am I...
3: Ideally, you should be able to put in cash or any other means of okay. that. Right. Right. We're just okay. trying to make it seamless to do so. We're okay. trying to give the user choice. Will there be a foundation?
0: There is a foundation. And, and we'll, who will control that? Not us. Who's, who will? Uh, Not Mark, or? I hope. Mark's not on the foundation. Okay, good no, thing. you, know, oh, did you mention he's me. on the board over of the MIT t- Enterprise
3: Forum. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, we have to mention that every time. <laughs> Congratulations. We executive did. committee too. So, so, so you know, over time, over obviously, as you recruit, you want you, you know you want you want the foundation to, to have people who know what they're doing, and you want to you know, right. recruit very carefully. Um, so it won't be Mick either. Right now, we're focused on the corporate side, which is you know actual execution of the platform, building the platform stuff. So,
0: so how will the you were able to raise oh you raised money through through the sort of kabuki of cryptocurrency. Um, Just the normal red gas off. Right, okay. So now that, that's the that's sort of legal side, but the bottom line is you went out to a market which has extra money and likes cryptocurrency, and whether they were duped, and I don't mean that in a bad way, or they were correct in investing in you because they thought these things would increase in value, and also have a function, that's how you injected we're money We're really thinking
3: about it as a functional thing. We okay. go out there and they ask, what are you building? Who are you? How likely is it to happen? And I think when folks hold on to this they, they actually you know I don't know why people invest in other cryptocurrencies but with us I think there's a real intention to use them
0: so why is it not then that uh, now powered now empowered class that is the folks who bought the currency why are they not the big man at the top the sort of the, the multiple Peter keels
3: our feeling is that every user will have some amount of free currency and some amount of currency they've got for doing digital work And when you join, you get a certain amount. It should last for a really long time. Having more of it will be better for a lot of reasons, including being able to advertise, evangelize, promote other people, ask for incentive help, incentivized help. Um, I don't think there's, I mean, in a capitalist system, all kinds of people are supposed to to have inputs, have means, have, have, I don't know, some sense of stake in the community, and, and, and ours creates that system. But, but in a YouTube-type scenario or in a, in a Facebook-type scenario, everyone has uh, a consumptive use of the platform, but people don't have a stake in its operation. People don't right. have a stake in the transmission of value.
0: So can we um, stop and let, let Mark or Nick uh, panelize for a minute and point out that we've actually been talking about failure? With failure <laughs> of the current system, as is, uh, so Nadim's system tries to prevent, is trying to overcome failure. Can somebody proselytize for a minute? Oh, sorry.
1: Well, I, I think <laughs> there, there's another aspect uh, of his uh, background that. that and I'm not oh, saying that, that, that that's a failure, happened. but you did some stuff on the uh, municipal side no, no, of things. No, 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 so no, I want to no, make yeah. sure that we no. can talk about that. Well, before we get there, okay, so, so as an sir, quickly, in
0: terms of meeting the, our, our one audience member's goal, so what you've essentially addressed is you're addressing the failure in the current
1: system.
3: Yes, I, I mean, I think...
1: Well, that was nicely worded now that I think, I see how you... Hold the thread on that one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I definitely think that I form. definitely think that the reason I got into this was partially um, because of the excitement <laughs> of kind of the app ecosystem we can make right. when when developers and and others and users and influencers have control. But partially it was because uh, I really encourage you to see the great hack because of the strange over the top perverse scenario we're in where people can be brainwashed as a as a concerted effort. Yeah w well, this interruption. It's a great hack. It's probably on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And is it how recent is it? A week ago, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like totally new. Yeah, it's totally new, and it oh. details the systematic way oh. in which large amounts of public opinion can be can be shifted oh, and this is through micro targeting on Facebook. Oh, and this is why the the New
2: York Times articles—it was all ah, oh, that's totally that's cool.
3: But but we noticed this it's years ago. It's a documentary. It's a documentary. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we this but years the Russians
2: on. can buy the currency too and, and advertise, right? I Russians, think the idea yes. is
3: when you when you Putin. put the users and coalitions of users in control of the means of advertising, then people will choose whether they want to be subjected to something. But when you aren't choosing. What a great idea. Okay, tell us. but when, when you aren't are choosing, and when you're scrolling blindly, and this is your only means of connecting with but your but the Junkin classmates. Daily
2: vehicle, is a vehicle, that Junkin Daily video is so much fun on Facebook. Oh, it's Junkin Daily. Yeah. So let me. They compel you to watch it. Just transition over, Marco, like this. Let's see. Let's see. Let's
1: see you do a small transition. now forgotten.
0: So how would? No, this is great. Yeah, this is problem. How would your system? Uh, tying all these threads together and trying to get where Mark was trying to get, which is kind of what I think we're all interested in, how would your system overcome the failings of current social media in vis-a-vis foreign influence in right. democracy? So uh,
3: uh, ooh, some, ooh, someone, ooh. someone in, This is one of my you know, kind of favorite you like slash scariest things to talk about, because people don't understand the extent to which micro-targeting can shift public opinion. Right. It's, it's great when you can use micro-targeting to sell a phone, and you know notice yourself switching from iPhone to Samsung. I saw eight of these things, and I saw them at this time of day. And you could say that that's not a moral issue. You could say maybe it is a moral right. issue. But when it has to do with public sentiment, racism, divisive attitudes, anti-American sentiment um, coming from outside the, the, the country, um, public safety and security, public threats to safety like what we're seeing in Philadelphia and everywhere else, El Paso, right? You you begin to say, okay, this matters. This is a moral issue. This is a safety issue. This is a patriotism issue. Okay, and how does it work? You can buy, essentially, from Facebook a type of targeted ad where you're you're bidding at a very narrow level. And so traditional marketing would say, I want to go to the New England market. That's it. You're selling in New England. I want to go to the West Coast market we're selling the whole West Coast, and I'm going to do a 20 million ad. Buy. I'm going to do a 40 million blunt instrument. But when you have Facebook, and when you can target two people at a time, you know some people say uh, uh, leaked that, that Trump's campaign was binning 50 people at a time, wow. You would get collections of people that were 55 to 56 female, had recently read Politico within the last six months, lived on this street. And that's the bin. And
0: you deliver the message. And, you deliver, and what's the message?
3: You know, And Whatever. the message is based on research. The message is based on fear. The message is based on when you can bin at that level and when you can decide to pick only the people who are persuadable, but they're only persuadable because of their mental health issues. You, know, you can persuade people to do mass violence. Can Russia persuade more people to shoot up a mall? They can can you persuade more people to vote for someone who has mental illness and, and doesn't grasp the basics of the economy? You can.
0: Or yeah. well, you deliver to rodeo members messages about patriotism, which caused them to uh, throw little kids into the gr- into the ground. Yes, that happened. Yeah, that, yeah. I threw the kid into the kid was wearing his hat during the
1: pledge. Not pledge, we call the uh, stuff. Oh, he, the was, he was. Um, he was. It was just yesterday. He was not. He was not participating. In the in the uh, national anthem,
0: national anthem, but he was wearing yeah. his hat. He was wearing his hat. Something like that. He was wearing the hat rodeo during the national anthem, and the guy behind him, who who was a uh, a patriot um, and a former, <laughs> who also had a brain injury, yeah, truly yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently had he some was a uh, veteran was, that had a, an issue. some I issues, say, okay. and Bayley he threw him to remembers. the ground, but argued, but he was saying that he was, I think he would argue, he was channeling Trump,
3: um, but yeah. you target that sort of person. Yeah, I mean, my my, my argument is that he's channeling Russian intelligence. So how do you fix this? How does that get fixed? OK, so so there's a couple of things here. Um, you want to accept ads that speak to you. Yeah, of course. And you only want to share your data with folks who align with your interests. I would argue that even people who support Trump would not accept ads from certain foreign influences or, or from from others. Knowingly. Knowingly, but I would also say in a non-Facebook controlled um, right. system, there would be more transparency about which entity represented what. But
0: couldn't I draw them in, jumping ahead, couldn't I draw them in, if, say if I were uh, Putin's uh, brother, sister, chief uh, information officer, couldn't I draw Maybe. those people in? In a closed
3: and system, there's no journalism, there's no discovery. You just, I mean, you just point a finger at a big corporation and say, if we could get in those databases we would know. But in a in a public, democratic, transparent system. But can't
0: I tie one to the other one network to the other and bring the the information over? I, I, I mean, us, I'm, I'm sure it.
3: intelligence is possible no matter yeah. what you do. Okay. I'm just saying that at, at a oh, base a level, yeah, yeah, a at at a, at a base level, yeah. I believe, uh, and I think a lot of people believe that if you are, if you actually have a public discussion, public discourse, public visibility about which folks have what power, and if you are in control to some extent of what you see, um, uh, this this would not be possible. And I think to a greater extent people would not even sell their data at all. But I think a lot of people wouldn't make the choice to sell their data for the purposes of advertising, except to a very uh, narrow set. But this is
1: you choose who you rent your eyeballs to.
3: Yeah, but let's
0: assume that people like studying echo chambers. Mm -hmm. Um, If that's the case, and you don't, uh, and you don't, the the foundation, then the foundation doesn't force the injection of alternate views. I think people are just going to keep sticking their heads in the same echo chambers. People are going to take control of those echo chambers and twist it the way they want to twist it, which is, you know, I used to really like Clinton, but I've been listening to these things, and you yeah. know, somehow I like Trump now, or yeah, yeah. whoever it is. And so you could slowly turn them over, and you just, it's a...
3: I think echo chambers will always exist, right? And so a platform like ours does allow for insular thinking. It allows developers to make their own insular apps. Anything is possible.
0: So doesn't Big Brother need to step in? Big Nick?
3: Let's hold on for a second. I'm, I'm acknowledging your point, but I don't think that that describes the rational behavior of most people in a network environment. Most people in a network environment, outside of the control of a single... Facebook is a single megaphone with a single algorithm that controls your feed. But when you have a diversity of algorithms, I actually don't think it's a race to the bottom. I think that the free market economy has demonstrated that when you have competition, very often, you get a better outcome. And that better outcome is not just financially better. It's often richer, more educational. And I think as people find richer and more educational content, they often end with
0: more nuanced and more appropriate. I'll argue that you can give people freedom. They just play games.
1: Well, maybe, so, you know, again, this is like the internet knows your dog or whatever that old meme was. That may be so. No, but the Internet that? doesn't know you're a dog. It doesn't know you're a dog. Yeah. Know, there's some New Yorker uh, cartoon that the Internet uh, doesn't know that you're a dog is a picture of a dog mm-hmm. clicking something or other. But, um, but I think, you know again, this
2: is this might be social media, you know, rep 3, mm-hmm. Wave 3, whatever you want to call oh, it. Okay. Here's the very personal question. Uh-oh. Yes. How did you get to this point that you thought this was important? What was done yes. to you that drove you to this oh, okay. extreme? Here's, here's
3: what was done. In my political life, I think I had unusual good success with all kinds of marketing. I had good relationships with journalists, good relationships with with TV and radio. You
2: were a manipulative marketer.
3: You know what? Actually, I did the opposite. I said, I'm not going to go out there and try to make a point or get votes. I enjoy talking about certain issues. I'm going to talk about them authentically, maybe sometimes to the exclusion of what I should do for my own campaign. Correct, and it worked. People said, "Hey, that's we like your points, and you seem not to promote yourself overly much." Okay, so so far you're
2: in. Sounds like us. So <laughs> yeah.
3: far, so so far, so he's so m- good. F- he's far more altruistic than we are. And when we, <laughs> I know I'm just surrounded by altruistic friends here. When 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 I went to the social media side, I think I had some of the same success, but I also noticed some of the pitfalls. You know, I I you can. You know, you can scrape data and amass a huge amount of data. You can target people by geography. And I started, you know, I didn't do anything Cambridge Analytica-esque, but I definitely found a good way to target people geographically on Instagram. And I don't think my targets on Instagram voted. I think I targeted people who were younger, less into it. I think maybe, maybe they voted the second time. Uh, maybe, maybe they got thinking about voting. Maybe they got thinking about more community organizing and participation than about voting. Fine. But what that raised for me is that this could have been used in a a heavily manipulative way, not just on Instagram, but on many other platforms. And we began to develop this thesis before Cambridge Analytica that not just that you could manipulate these systems, but that it would be in the best financial interest of the platform to facilitate this. And so the thing that we were afraid of happened live as we watched it. We watched the Trump campaign accept help from Facebook and Clinton campaign deny it. We watched Facebook uh, want to stick it to the world, essentially, by showing that they could elect someone who was unelectable. We watched foreign powers put their finger on the lever live, um, first admittedly on Facebook's part to the tune of $100,000, and then later upon inquiry, apparently to the tune of tens of millions of dollars that Facebook let through. Um, and, and, And all of this was... I think, obvious to people who are working inside Facebook and less obvious to the rest of us. And, and though I came online late to this, the solution to me was not um, just to compete with Facebook. It was to create a public utility for something that should be public.
2: So should it be funded by the public?
3: Yeah. Is this, this should be a- uh, A governmental entity? It doesn't matter whether it's governmental or non-governmental. And for sure, it'll be
2: manipulated.
3: <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter whether it's governmental or non-governmental. I mean, there there are certain government entities that retain some quasi independence. Um, a census is, I think, usually a good example. But but it, frankly, it doesn't matter to me. In our in our case, you know, we're 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 trying to make a. Um, both kind thinking. of a public-private no, type of thing that. about it, right? right? It has a public component for the good of society, and then it has a private component almost like um, IBM these days. This is Some like Unix and colleges. Red Hat. Yeah, yeah, you got it. That nah, was
1: the point I was going to make. Oh, this, good. OK. This sounds a lot like, you know, Unix was like, we're, we're going to create this operating system, do what you want. And then Red Hat was, we're going to create a support model that a lot, we monetize Unix, essentially, our flavor of Unix, through a support and subscription and offering. And one
3: does the other, and one, one does all the other. How do you right.
1: spell Unix? Uh, U-N-I-X.
3: So well,
2: can I, I want to ask It
1: was Multics without the, you
2: know, what. Like, ge- it's a
0: geopolitical <laughs> question. you
3: are talking about the homophone, of course, right? No. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I would
0: think. So the, here's a geopolitical question. On the one <laughs> I'm hand, so I'm we talking have talking about the harem watchers. <laughs> On the one hand we have N U C H S. Yes, that's what I think was thinking. That's what I think. So on the one hand we have the one, um, the I'll say the right way I think Iran, <laughs> Russia perhaps, um, and others who are trying to influence the next election through social media. And on the other hand, we have China who is trying to influence the direction in the other in the in the opposite direction, I think, um, using economics. Yeah, you follow me? So I do how's this me. going to come out? And how do I mean, these two networks—is this just like Mothra versus Godzilla? <laughs> so there's two very different networks. One, is a network of the people, and the other is a network of the, of the capitalists.
3: I mean, first Overall, of all, art. look at look at Syria, right? Yeah. A proxy war for global power. Yeah. Uh, you know, behind the one of the greatest monsters of all time, Bashar al-Assad, right? And and the country has been obliterated yeah. under this guy's uh, thirst for power. Um is America now a proxy war for yeah. foreign powers? That's well, isn't a crazy it, isn't it thought. Russia versus China right now. I don't know. I don't think it is. I think it's Russia, Russia versus America. The... No, I, think no, no, no. That, I
0: think China. think China isn't China way isn't, isn't China trying to isn't China trying to fight Trump out on the tariff issue so that the economy tanks. They're willing to take themselves down to tank just to drive them out.
3: So first of all, um, I think I think the view now is that the trade war maybe harms us more than we thought, that right. maybe China flinches first. But all of this, I mean, I just got back from two weeks in China. Yeah. Like China's right. crushing it. China's going to take the They're doing the world. fine. Yeah. They're doing, I mean, I'm not saying just economically. They're doing fine infrastructure, an enormous middle yeah. class, consumer behavior. People talk about Chinese debt. Forget Chinese debt. Yeah. China is up on all indicators, except maybe educational primacy, so they and they like, soon will be. So they can outlast
0: this trade war. not
3: Trump out? I don't know if they can outlast it, but I don't think that's an electoral policy. And to the extent, yeah. on China's part, I don't
0: I think. I thought at least some of the pundits were saying that was China's whole goal, to make to, to drive the economy down here
3: so that Trump is out because to, he's to, riding on the economy. To, to the extent that that is China putting their finger on the lever, yes. leader, yes. that is a traditional and almost acceptable means of geopolitical conflict. Right? You can you can do something with your own economic sovereignty that makes it tough for someone else. That's accepted.
0: Why is that any different than, than uh, Russia's Russia, social
3: media? What Russia is doing is breaking the law to brainwash people, both of which are not acceptable.
0: Well, China's manipulating currency, arguably.
3: I don't think... That, traditionally, China's done very strange things with currency that have benefited them and have benefited us. And I think if we had been smart, we would have opposed it much earlier mm-hmm. and developed our own manufacturing economy using yeah. technology tools and automation yeah. when we could have 20 years ago yeah. or 30 years ago. And instead, so we took cheap we stuff and we, thought, yeah. And yeah. we, thought, and we yeah. thought that China would never become Japan. And I think anyone with with, with good insight would have said, of course, China is going to become Japan and 10 times Japan. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, so, well, so we truly. took the easy money in the net then, and now we're going to say they're currency manipulators now. Yes, right. I, I think what they're doing is within the, the set of tools that they have um, in the face of something that, from their perspective, looks absurd yep. as an alternative to collaboration, which is yep. what, tentatively, most regimes have tried to do since yep. Nixon, right? right? So, I'm just a little mind boggled at the at the Russia thing because what they're doing is so um, subversive.
0: So you're, the, 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 the quick wrap up on that before you talk about Russia is that yeah. you don't think China's really you don't think China's trying to put their finger on the scale in a way that's quite as outrageous or different Russia.
3: I think actually what happened is that Trump threw a boomerang and it came back and hit him in the head. Right. right? Yeah. And said, so China's doing is just what China was obviously going to do. Right. They, and they're, they're doing it in a very you mean they're not trying to help the U.S. Well, I mean, they're not trying to help the U.S., but I don't think they're out there for it. Like, they're surprisingly judicious about this response right. to this trade war. They're not out for blood. They could be doing a lot more, right? So they're out there making a, a measured response and trying to coax Trump into dropping things. And to some extent, they're successful. Yeah.
1: Right. He just delayed just today He delayed the position of the next, next set yeah. of tariffs. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, today or yesterday to or some something. So just to some
3: extent, their political tent- That for
2: the kids and Christmas. Yeah, that's all about. About the
3: kids for holidays. So to some extent, that, 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 that political tete-a-tete is working. It's yeah. predictable. It's somewhat okay, it's reasonable. And, and Trump is being insane from an economic perspective. We need to put pressure on China by investing in infrastructure and education, and to some extent, uh, the Asian theater of conflict and certain other things that we're not doing. And so he's going to do this hail mary to look smart for who? I
0: think we need to invest in India more. Um, okay, so you find, um, so you think uh, the Russian action
1: and possibly right, Iran in is in more India than India insidious? India is starting to drive itself crazy. Different, different yeah, podcasts.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. So you think the Russians more? Russia's is more insidious? Yeah, Russia is more insidious. I haven't heard much about Iran. I think, frankly, whenever I hear about Iran or most of the Middle East, it sounds highly politicized. I think oh, the only think country. On? I think the only country with the means. To significantly undermine us. The means and the desire okay. to significantly is undermine us right now is Russia. China could, but isn't. They're playing a much longer game, generational game. Right? OK, yes, I'm true. Right. That too. So,
0: so we're going to lose Mark and probably you and everyone else. But I want to quickly go back to uh, the, uh, politics, which is, yes. and you is the failure in politics? largely related to social media, or is that just a small drop in a large polluted ocean?
3: It's a large drop in an even larger uh, ocean. Ocean. The social media problem is the problem of foreign intervention, illegal campaign financing, which also is a good segue into general campaign financing disaster of post-Citizens United politics, um, which has exacerbated the most emphatic and divisive voices in the room, the least Mm -hmm. creative but you don't even have to have moderate and centrist compromises to have good creative solutions. The, the, the agreement is not always in the middle. right? You, you know, uh, so what's the answer? And amongst these other problems, you also have a time where the base on both sides are clamoring for more altruists, but journalists are not helping find these altruists. The well, discussion it's... is on headlines and clickbait and who's electable. So that Instead gives some of reasons. who's actually a good person, a good economist, a good leader, there's no discussion of who's a good person. Right. So it's this is not a meritocracy is, anymore, is what you're saying? It, well, probably never was a meritocracy, but to the extent that now we it's actually a have a, a lot better communication infrastructure, right. sure, we're right. not using it to ask good right. questions. That's right. So you're, right.
0: you're saying there's some if there's some merit to Trump's charge of fake media, though not necessarily for the reasons he so says here, it. Here's my view. Oh. Here's
3: my view on Trump. Here's my view on Trump. Everything Trump says is correct. Trump has the best pollsters. Trump goes in front of every speech and takes the Democratic talking point, pretends he believes it, says it in some... He doesn't understand what he's saying. Like, a pollster has told him a word that he doesn't know the meaning of, so it always comes out mangled and angry and, like, Republican in a way that doesn't even... Like, he's gonna drain the swamp, right? Right. That that was a talking point from Bernie Sanders' platform that got co-opted by a pollster and got repurposed and weaponized by someone better at shouting than anyone else in the field. And journalists ate it up and rebroadcast on both the right Right. and
0: the left. Well, at the same time, acting in some cases like they objected to it, in other cases like they 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 supported it. But they just simply rebroadcasted
3: the Democratic platform to Republicans who are now not getting what they were promised.
0: So is there any is there any portion of the media that's getting it right or doing it correctly? Well,
3: yes, I mean, there's Glenn Greenwald and Democracy Now! There's investigative journalists. John Oliver is one of the best investigative journalists on television, which is crazy. And then you have CNN, which is, frankly, it, it, it's scary.
0: Well, yeah, they are. Yeah. But they're no scarier than Fox, are they? No, no, no. I'm just saying... Yeah, Fox, for example, Fox, Fox
3: viewers see CNN as the left. Right. And CNN is a center-right news organization yeah. with weird opinions oh. and weird personalities and weird anti-Islam behavior and often yeah. very woke and very pro-minority yeah, and often right. like secretly and weirdly discriminatory. Oh, that's interesting.
0: Interesting, okay.
3: And so, like, I'm just saying, I'm not even worried about are there good news organizations. I'm worried about is the center of mass moving towards a more transparent, more authentic, more altruistic mode? No. No. So how do we get there? You can wrap
0: this up because we're going to lose all of it. I think it's up to us. You know, it's
3: consumer behavior. If you, if, if a thousand people tweeted at a news article, I actually like Seth Abramson on Twitter. He breaks down all of these. Um, yeah. He's like a live... Trump exegesis. He, he gives you the deep read on what's going on from a legal perspective. Oh. I think he's a professor at UNH or something. Um, but he will often take a headline and rewrite it for the Washington Post. And like no one responding, He gives him a bunch of weak retweets and stuff. But the Washington Post never comes forward and says, you're right, we wrote this headline for Trump. Our bad. Uh, yeah, as yeah. much as we dislike the guy, yeah, we yeah. wrote the wrong headline. Right, 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 right. And so now we as consumers can come out, we can retweet that, we can talk about it, we can talk to our- What's chamber. our incentive? I think our incentive is to have a better discourse. I think actually we are all what passive mean, once consumers. Once we get our heads out of the echo chamber. I think, whether we're in the echo chamber or not, I think there's some extent to which we can recognize and appreciate fair play. I think there's people who yeah. like to be beaten fair. There's people who like to read something that they don't agree with that seems fair. There's people who like to learn. I think that's a solid, that used to be the like, core of the American experience, or at least it seemed like it. I still think that's a solid like, 20 30% How many of years
0: before we get there?
3: i think we have those people now
0: i know but how many years before we actually effect the uh, we get rid of the left and the right extremes i think and
3: what's going to gonna happen nation. next is that we're going to have a serious economic collapse and we're probably not going to recover for a long time so i, I think it's going to be a long time before we uh, i think it's going to be a long time before we start getting started the project of cohesive okay where do we get the facts quickly
2: where are the facts being presented fairly final point we're done quick <laughs>
3: Well, you can always check out our platform at fabric.io, F A B R K.io, at Tron on Twitter. I think the real facts are being distributed uh, by, by your lovely selves. I think John Oliver, frankly, if you want to watch something every single week that will take you in a new and interesting direction, you watch John Oliver and Hassan Minaj. John Oliver on HBO. Hassan is, is, is hysterical. On YouTube and Hassan Minaj. These people are He's talking hysterical. about working conditions, they're talking about coalition building, they're talking about implicit racism, but they're also I'm talking about the economic implications of major pharmaceutical and other industry decisions that have not been covered in, in news in a substantive way. Thank you. Nice talk. Great great job. Great Good job. Great to see you again.